Hi everyone, and welcome to the Adventures of OT podcast. Thank you for being a part of this community. I'd like to send a big thank you to everyone who is listening. It means so much to me. Thank you to those who've subscribed and to those sharing on their social media platforms. If you haven't, please do hit the subscribe or follow button. You can also follow us on our social media at The Adventures of OT on Instagram and on Facebook. Lastly, I'd like to thank all of you who share your opinions as well as your views either through DMs or private messaging. I'm so excited that we are in season two and this wouldn't have been possible without you guys, the listeners. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for providing your feedback within season one. So season two takes a bit of a turn and we look at, you know, some occupational therapists and occupational therapy students who are doing some great things and we just want to, you know, shine the light on them. So do come with me on this journey as we discover and uncover um, as well as learn about these occupational therapists and students who are doing phenomenal work. Our guest today is a fourth year occupational therapy student studying at the University of the Western Cape. So I've only known her for about a year going on two years but it feels as though I've known her for years. I'd also describe her as an individual who will go out of her way to assist someone without expecting anything in return. So I took to the streets, not literally, of course, and I asked her friends to paint us a picture of who she is. So her friends describe her to be a kind and sweet individual who is truly genuine and will celebrate your victories with you, oh, and will celebrate your victories with you, even though she may not, or she may have just met you. They also described her to be an individual who is extremely friendly and is a lady who knows what she wants in life and she works hard at achieving her goals. Finally, they described her to be a good listener, strong and soft, and as someone who has a good sense of humor. Look, I completely agree with all that they said. So our guest is an individual who isn't afraid of trying new things and is always up for a challenge. She's also what I consider a humanitarian, and we will obviously get into that during the course of the show. She has an Instagram, Instagram page titled See Us with a C, um, which focuses on issues pertaining to health. Our guest today is the lovely Nasima Sheikh. Hi, guys. <laughs> Oh, Nasima, thank you for joining us today. Oh, no, it's a pleasure. Thank you for having me. Oh, my gosh. Such an honor. Yeah. So, you know, when you were 13 years old, yes, I did go look at your posts. Um, you thought your job would be, um, quote unquote, um, to help people. And essentially, yeah. I would say that is something that you have gone into. Yeah, you know what, um, when I was 13, my my dream just centered around um, being of service to people, to humanity. Um, it's been my dream ever since. And wow, I'm so glad that the profession I'm in currently serves as a, a platform to do that. 
so yeah it's great um and you know what you know it's funny that i i put it in quotation marks because it is much more than just helping people you're not just helping you're you're an advocate you're assisting people to help themselves essentially so that's why i did the whole quotation marks yeah definitely um so how did you find out about occupational therapy well so i needed to figure out what i'm going to be doing with my life i think somewhere i wrote that i didn't think i would actually be studying i thought i was literally just going to be doing um you know uh, humanitarian work i would hop on a plane and just go to a different country and just work in refugee camps etc but i didn't even know the meaning of um charity begins at home i didn't even think about that i just saw pictures of people um in countries that are experiencing you know the effects of war etc so i thought i'm just going to be doing that with my life but no <laughs> so everything um everything sort of started in grade um towards the great towards the end of grade 9 when we needed to choose our subjects right so i needed to figure out okay what field am i going into i'm passionate about human rights i'm passionate about people i'm passionate about hearing people's stories and listening to them finding out what their life is like etc um and coincidentally my father's cousin she was quite young at the time so she just graduated from UWC of course <laughs> and um yeah definitely she graduated UWC and she was luckily placed in the Western Cape so she was working at Fritz Care Hospital and um i just thought you know what she's such an amazing person we are quite similar i think um she's very headstrong she knows what she wants in life um and it looked like a great job <laughs> to be very honest at that time i was like this looks great um so i job shadowed him and i was just amazed honestly um i watched her in the hands unit i watched her during um patient consultations um i think she was doing some sort of rehabilitation with a patient um i think that patient must have had an amputation so yeah everything just sort of started there i it all started from observation just watching what she was doing and so i really liked the aspect of it being in a hospital so i mean it can be anywhere but the fact that she was working in a hospital that was nice the fact that she was working one on one with patients or clients that was nice um and the fact that she i mean i could never picture myself being someone who uh it was behind a desk with papers i know that's a, a lot of people love that a lot of people love not interacting but i love talking to people i love just um being in company of other people and so that was really great so that's where i just sort of found out about ot i did not know anything about ot before that um and yeah it was great after that i decided that would be my option um and then eventually i did apply um after matric well during course yeah during matric mm-hmm. yeah Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I also just tend to describe OT as 
having chosen me instead of me choosing occupational therapy. Um, and that's mm. o- only because I also didn't know what occupational therapy was. And I, I've found that a number of people um, I've spoken to tend to say, you know, I didn't even know what this occupation was until I went <laughs> into seeing it. <laughs> yes. Which Definitely, is, I do. <laughs> and wow. I, you know, for me, it's like, oh my word, we didn't even know what this is. Um, and mm. you, you end up loving this, um, this occupation, this career path. And um, yes. also spoke about in our lectures this past week that, you know, it's so every week or every time we, we engage in content, it, it opens your eyes to something new that you didn't necessarily view in a certain manner. Yes, no, definitely. So um, this past week, we focused a a lot around or on the topic of what is disability, etc. And um, how OT is, of course, of course, you know, whilst you're studying, you're still figuring out everything. But towards the end, um, all the pieces of the puzzles are put together and you understand things in a much better light. And so this week, I've just... It, it really tied in with my page and I just I was just having a wow moment it was so great for me because OD really opened up different um, sort of paths and ways to think about things um, and it was just really so insightful wow <laughs> it was so great honestly yeah I agree with you I was also just and it took a lot of introspection man because you don't realize how privileged you are until you you put yourself out there and you allow yourself to be vulnerable and to mm-hmm. see that, like how other people are living. Mm, no, definitely. Wow. Um, it takes a lot. I think I think it takes a lot of courage and bravery to do that, to make to put yourself in this um, vulnerable state or position. Um, but essentially, you know that. That is kind of what you will be doing um, when working with clients because you need to be able to to open up yourself to understand another person. So it's it's not like they can't be talking to a brick wall, if you know what I yeah. mean. Um, yeah. You need to have like, the, there needs to be sort of like an opening for you to accept and understand and comprehend what they are saying and what they're telling you. Um, because that's how you will then develop this IPR, this therapeutic relationship with your client. If they can see, you know, oh, like she actually wants to listen to me. She cares about what I'm saying. She wants to, to assist me to motivate or encourage. Um, and yeah, that's that's how I see it. <laughs> that's how I see yeah. it right now. Yeah. Mm. I completely agree. So before you started studying occupational therapy, you did nursing. Yes. <laughs> so nursing. why did you well, go into nursing? Well, so I, um, nursing was not an option ever. Um, I'm not saying that in any bad way or, you know, negative vibes. Um, I just, my first option was OT. And then when I didn't get accepted, I went to the department and I was like, look, what can I do? How can I get in? I mean, I really want to be studying this. Um, what can I do? So uh, luckily, I had a very great lecturer. <laughs> she, well, she's, she was my lecturer. Uh, I shall not mention. 
<laughs> anyway, she at that time she was just assisting and she told me that you know what you can do a year of something. So that something turned into nursing. Um, a year of something, but make sure that you are going to excel in it. Make sure you are going to prove to us that you really want to be in OT. You need to sort of like de- um, develop this amazing, uh, what do you call that, uh, CV or something like that and show us, like prove to us, do you really want to be here? So, yeah, so then I literally went, I mean, I was lucky enough to be at the uni university that time. So I walked to the nursing department and asked them, you know, like, are your applications still open, um, et cetera, et cetera, and what can I do? How, how do I apply? And so I got in for nursing and then, yeah, I, I really had to work very, very hard doing that year to get great marks. And um, also to, I had to do some volunteering mm-hmm. at Tagbal Hospital. I could have done it at more hospitals, but I mean, it was actually really just convenient and close. And I started to, to develop a good relationship with the clinicians there. So it was great. Um, I, I started volunteering there and then um, yeah that's how my year really went my it was basically like a bridging you could say that was like my bridging course um, into OT so that year was literally just like me with my books me in the hospital me volunteering and just you know doing the most to get to where I want to be so yeah that yeah. was how, how it ended and then- <laughs> um were there any credits that were were you credited rather um for any of the modules that you did in nursing yeah so so there was physics um I I cannot remember the exact code for those students who really want to know the code of the physics module but once I completed the year of nursing um we obviously we did physics we did um hub human biology um we didn't do mbs at the time so basically the module the only module that i i got credits for was my physics and i didn't have to do it in ot also i i chose to do hub again because i didn't want to miss out on um sort of like revision of anatomy so I could have gotten credits for the hub that I did, but I, I chose to do it. I really wanted to continue anatomy because that is one thing that I really loved about the specific field is that it, it included anatomy, physiology, physics, you know, understanding the human body. So I really just wanted another year of it, to be honest. Um, but for those students who might, you know, want to sort of transfer, etc., you don't need to do hub over as well as physics yeah I think there's psychology as well some students uh, might not have to do psychology as well but I chose to do certain modules again yeah Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so then what is that process of having to transfer so um do you speak to the HOD or what process did you have to take to you know apply or rather transfer well so so towards the end of my nursing year, I obviously went, I was doing all the walks. I walked to the OT department, walked to 
the nursing department walked to CHS faculty um, and they all sort of just gave me like a, a guideline. But I think there's this one, there's a, a specific page that students can receive from the CHS faculty. Um, I, I think on top, it literally just says like internal transfer um, or transfer student. And then they literally just need to fill that page out and take it to the department that they are studying at. So I took it to nursing and I said, hey, look, this is my decision. This is what I want to do. Um, please support me. And they did, of course. Luckily, I'm glad. Thankful also. <laughs> so they signed it for me and then I went to OT and then I just had to sort of hand it in like an application. Um, so CHS and the faculty that you're leaving, or rather the department that you're leaving, you need to go to those two places and receive the, the form and then the signatures and then submit it basically. It's very simple. It's actually very simple. There might be an online um, version now, now that no one's really going into uni, but um, yeah, it was really simple and really straightforward. So that's, that's basically the process. Yeah. I'd like to believe that you have a good resume. Um, there's, they only take two people for internal transfers yes. in the university. Yes, wow. Um, so you were one of the two that year. I mean, I, I don't know if there was anyone else, to be honest. I think they scared me and told me that we only accept one. And I was so scared that I worked so hard. <laughs> Uh, admin lady of OT I won't expose her now but she told me we only accept one um, mm -hmm. they might have changed it but I remember when I walked to her and I submitted everything and she she looked at me and she was like you know we only choose one hey so this better be good and I was like yes it's good trust me <laughs> <laughs> yeah but I think that also then essentially pushed you to to work even harder Definitely. and it just proved that you really wanted to study occupational therapy yeah no definitely oh my gosh it was it was it was it was such a nice challenge for me almost um because you know sometimes in life you're like oh I want to do this you, you you don't it's not like you're half half wanting but I knew at that point in my life, I knew this is really what I want to study for now, at least, you know, um, for maybe the next mm -hmm. 10 years. Who knows where you'll be in 10, 20 years. But I knew this, this is what I want to do now. And I'm going to do it and I'm going to get it. And I'm just going to prove to myself that I can do it. And that's, that's literally, that was my mantra for the whole year. I was like, yes, bruh, I'm going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah certainly and so what kept you going like in the you know the days where you had to do this I know at in nursing they were yeah. in first year you, you already start working seven to seven mm -hmm. so what kept you going um wow. you know even working those long hours um for nursing practicals wow it kept me go what kept me motivated to still apply for OT was the fact that I needed to really look into myself I needed to do some introspection needed to figure out look Nasima um you could stay here this is I mean you like people it's kind of similar but not really both are you both professions are unique most definitely but 
I, I questioned myself a lot. Um, I asked myself, um, do you want to be doing this? Is this what you want to do right now? So the constant questioning that really helped um, me make my decision into, okay, yes, no, definitely OT. I think OT is where I need to be. Um, so I think it really depends on, on the person. I'm a very ref- reflective person. So I always ask myself, um, what's your main goal? Where do you want to be? And is this where you want to be? Is this making you 100%, 100% happy? Can you see yourself doing this? And um, then I came to the conclusion that I need to, if, if, if ever I would have the shot of getting into OT, it's now. It's the, now's the time. Um, yes, you can always come back to your studies. I know a lot of people who, who start uh, doing different professions in their 30s, 40s, but I had the shot. I, need, I had the shot and I wanted to make the shot mm-hmm. and I did. So it's, it's the, the fact of, of, you know, I asked myself the question and I answered it and that's where I, that's where I went. That's kind of how it is. <laughs> um, yeah, that's, that kept me motivated, I think. Um, and also just sort of looking at the OTs at our university, I would have a lot of conversations with those that were studying OT and I just felt so, um, they spoke with so much enthusiasm and so much hope and so much passion for the profession that I thought, wow, um, this, this could be me. This really could be me. So, so I need to make this shot. I need to give it a go. And yeah. <laughs> so that kept me motivated in the 77 <laughs> whilst uh, waking up extremely early and coming home and just sleeping because, wow, a 12 hour shift. Oh my gosh. Wow. Because, <laughs> yeah, no, um, for instance, we do a, 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 was it half past seven to four? And that already tires yeah. me out. I don't know. Like, I commend nurses that work seven to seven. Yes, no, most definitely. I still have, I'm still very good friends with um, my nursing colleagues <laughs> mm-hmm. and they, wow, honestly, it's, wow. I, I totally can empathize <laughs> with them because I know what it feels like. You, you feel broken and literally when you come home, all you want to do is be clean and have a good meal and sleep, sleep. You really want to just sleep. <laughs> 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 so I, oh, nurses are great they are really great yeah so I like that you touched on the fact that you're someone who reflects and you always yes. basically self-introspect how important mm. would you say it is for someone to you know have that time alone and they reflect on their actions or where they'd like to be in the future oh wow <laughs> I, I wish you could see my facial expression because when you said that I was like wow that is hitting the nail on the body if that's what people say because really introspection reflection whatever you want to call it um, so important so so very very important especially for uni students I feel um, because we're at that time you know most of us are wanting to hopefully graduate and we want to Um, picture ourselves being at a certain place in five or ten years and just setting that self setting that 
time out for yourself in the day or whenever you do it that's so very important because it it's almost like it ties in with what you want to do with your life um I don't know, I can't attach a number to how important it is. I can't attach some sort of comparison or similarity to it because, mm-hmm. wow, like there's, there's no way else I can say that. Um, by, by engaging in that, you find out so much about who you are as a person. Um, mm-hmm. And that's why being reflective before OT was a wow and then being reflective during OT it was an even bigger wow because OT wow (laughs) very reflective everything you do you reflect upon um every interaction you have with a client you start thinking about uh, what could what could have been and what you could do and how how could this person's life be different and what how could you um uh, stimulate their development and growth etc so it's constantly a thinking process you're always thinking and reflecting about what you could do what can happen etc but um just you know if you're not an OT normal person reflection is great reflection um like I said it it makes you feel like you can understand yourself better and if you can understand yourself then um, it might be easier to make decisions make decisions for your life make decisions for the well if you are in that role making decisions for the people you're living with or or assisting them to make decisions because if you can become more self-aware then then it does become easier to be confident in those decisions um Mm. so definitely there's a lot of benefits (laughs) definitely (laughs) yeah i completely agree with that um Mm self-awareness is just one thing that we all need to always tap into we always seeking you know to be self-aware um Mm. and you know i believe that the more self-aware you are the more you know what is for you and what is not and you also place those boundaries in your life when you know maybe someone isn't coming to you correct then you can address Mm. them and say you know this is what I don't like and this is why I don't like it and that's where communication then also comes in um, um, with that and I know with regards to then taking it back to occupational therapy that when we also um, you know handling or working with clients rather um, you need to be self-aware and know yourself to a point where if a client says something to you um, you won't necessarily just snap back at them, but you need to understand where the client is coming from and then maybe go back and go reflect as to why is it what the client said to me is affecting me so badly? Yes, I completely agree with you. Um, I understood when when you mentioned um, something about boundaries and knowing what you accept and what you don't accept. That is so very true because... I don't want to say as you get older, as you age, that you start, um, you know, uh, putting those boundaries in place. But it's it's not with age, it's with, with reflection, with self-awareness that you can do that. Because when you understand who you are and you understand what you deserve and you understand what relationships you want and, and friendships and all of those good things, when you can understand yourself in them and what you deserve and what you don't and what you accept, 
and what you don't, then you can place those boundaries, then it's easier also. Um, and that, that links with your relationships with your clients because you, you can put yourself, it makes it easier to put yourself in, in their shoes maybe um, and, and not be so affected hopefully, <laughs> hopefully, because at the end of the day, we all are human, but um, it's about uh, integrating your professionalism and and also comprehending that, you know, this is a client, I need to understand the entire person, I need to understand where their context, the environment, where they're coming from in order to provide the type of therapy that I would like to. Um, so definitely, well, reflection. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I really wouldn't have thought that I'd be so reflective at this age. <laughs> but <Certainly. laughs> but it's, it's good. It's good. Yeah. <laughs> I hope so, so, you know, you, you, yeah, you wanted to, you know, be in this industry to study occupational therapy. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. what have you enjoyed so far with, you know, occupational therapy? Uh, wow. The, the entire profession, it's, a pro <laughs> um i i could one thing that i'm i'm really proud of is i i can identify most most things about myself i can clearly define myself and be confident in that because ot makes you question and unpack who you are as a person it makes you think about all of those things because of something like the PEO model that we use and utilize in intervention sessions with clients. Before you do that with clients, you need to know who you are. You need to understand yourself as a person, the environment that's impacting you, the occupations you engage in, etc. So now I can clearly identify all of those things. And it, that is one thing that I'm so grateful for about OT is the fact that um, I, I can do that because prior to OD, I could not, if I'm being very honest. Um, I couldn't define who I was. I couldn't say, I couldn't put boundaries in place. I couldn't say, this is, this is who I am. It's, it's, it's so strange that people, if you, I wonder if people ask uh, different uh, age groups who they are, if you ask someone, who are you? Do, do you know the descriptions that you might get it's it's very um uh, incomplete but that's not a judgment it's just that you know sometimes we don't take that time out to question who we are etc and obviously that leads to many many things but that's one one thing i really found beneficial about ot second is um the fact that I'm doing what I love and just working with people, wow, that's just so great. Honestly, um, it's not it's not the fact of, oh, you're in health science, obviously you're like helping people, obviously you're doing like humanitarian work or whatever. It's the fact that you're not looking at a person from a victimized point of view, looking at them as a, a person and you can sort of, um, assist or uh, rather um, you know um, encourage or enable them to make that change or that um, development or improvement so so that's what's so great about OT is that it 
gives you this different perception of a person of another person so you you don't think about yourself at that point you're thinking of your client and they come first well obvious i mean in terms of like intervention um obviously you come first as a person you know self-love etc but you need to you need to be able to fully understand your client to give them the intervention they need so that's the second thing um the fact that it's very it's centered around people and you know you are the agent the change agent you you're the agent you're not the i'm helping you i'm i'm so great whatever it's you're just the agent you know holding their hand and walking with him in their their journey their their um journey to health and wellness <laughs> health and well-being um <laughs> yeah and then another benefit or a pro would be relationships that have been fostered uh ot is very ot ot at university or maybe it differs from university to university but especially at uwc the type of community and and um family that you can make within your department is amazing um what i really love about the people that i know in my class is that we uh, boost each other up we want to see each other you know doing great um achieving things and i can really say our class is amazing <laughs> maybe i shouldn't get into that but yeah <laughs> and when we start naming names and everyone <laughs> no <laughs> but yeah there's this community um vibe within ot Uh, yeah that's that's what i can say um yeah <laughs> you know when you're talking about ot and the relations that we've built i can mm. completely agree with you and i remember when i was in first year i dreaded um all the group work that we had to do and i was like oh, why do we need to do this <laughs> but essentially that's, how, essentially that's how you learn come mm-hmm. to enjoy working in groups because they, that's also an opportunity for you to to pick someone else's brain and for you to understand what their thought process is and it also just um you know aids you when you are going into field work practice um where you meet someone who maybe isn't that talkative because you get those type of people in a group yeah. or someone who who likes to take charge and you usually would tend to see that with a you know the multidisciplinary team that we usually mm. work with when we go on to field work or yeah so i think i also appreciate i've learned to, to appreciate working in groups um yeah. um yeah this one occupation that i always love doing in my um vacation I love just going out into hospitals or community centers or wherever and just spending time with people or volunteering or doing whatever mm-hmm. I can um and you know that sort of it it just makes me happy as a person so I couldn't do that and it was just such a not great time but then I found out about certain hospitals that are really looking for volunteers because I think this was at the time when um they needed extra help and the hospitals were getting crowded and etc etc so i thought well <laughs> i'm going to do this i'm going to find a place that i can volunteer at um 
you know, that I can be doing an occupation that I really love um, and it can, you know, assist me in feeling better, feeling like a human being again. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. So the volunteering, that, that is what I went for. And that really helped, um, that helped me uh, be in a better position, better state, emotional state, um, and being mm. just a bit healthier as well. Because if I think about how I was before that, it was just not good. I just, avoidance was my thing. <laughs> avoidance. Yeah. I so, Yeah. Mm. <laughs> so, so I know that um, you went and during this time um, and the volunteering that you're speaking of is you went to Tigerberg Hospital and mm. you volunteered there. So what are some of the, the, you know, the tasks that you had to do whilst you were there volunteering? Mm. So, um, so Tigerberg Hospital is quite huge and I didn't necessarily mm. go into like the hospital hospital. Um, it's associated to the medical campus, um, Stellenbosch. So, uh, you know, they, they were working together, etc. And there were screening um, stations. There are um, the call station as well, where you, you make calls and you figure out the stats, etc. So I did the calling for um, a while it could have been like three weeks or something I actually can't remember but I did it for quite some time because I think this was this also coincided with the time that we were fasting so I just remember that um, so the tasks were mainly I did a lot of uh, calls at Tigerberg um, hospital and then after that I looked for a different place to volunteer at and that was MediClinic um, and there I did a lot of, yeah, I did a lot of like, you know, temperature checks and uh, <laughs> all of those good things, asking the people, okay, what symptoms are you experiencing? Yeah. Mm -hmm. But they, they, I wonder if there's still some volunteering opportunities for people who want to go, I'm sure. I can't do that now since uni work has become the priority. But yeah, mm -hmm. um, definitely the there were there were a lot of things any person could do. Um, I just chose to do the 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 things that I was comfortable with at that time. So that was the calls and the screening. Yeah. yeah. So mm -hmm. I, from what you're saying, I take it that volunteering like plays a really big role in your life and. So how would you say um, volunteering has changed your outlook to, to, to health and your overall aspects of, you know, life in general? Um, <laughs> well, you know, honestly, it's always been a theme in my life. It was, so when mm -hmm. I was 13, that's when I questioned, like, you know, what, what is my life going to look like? What am I going to be doing with my time? And so from 13 years old onwards, I've always been engaging in these types of things. Um, with regards to my schools, I always wanted to be part of this um, interact. And there was another thing called Teens at Calm where we, we would go out into communities and just, you know, do, do the work. <laughs> um, and I think 
sometimes I would be afraid to say I like volunteering or I don't even like it. I love it. I have a passion for it. I would be afraid to say that because sometimes it, you know, people think you're being um, sort of like conceited or, you know, just because you want to inverted commas, like help people now you're so great and whatever, but it's the complete opposite for me. It's just, it's because it's my passion. It's because it's something extra I love doing. That's why I'm so vocal about it. That's why I'm always like, guys, I volunteered here. This is what's great about it, this and that. Um, so I think it's quite similar to, you know, something else that some, someone else might enjoy and um, a different occupation that brings them meaning. So if, if, sewing because i know a lot of i know a lot of people started sewing making scrunchies bags clothes if that's the occupation that brings their meaning it's their passion they love it they are vocal about it they share it with everyone um it brings their meaning and it makes them feel like they are doing what they love and um this it makes you feel happy and i think when you feel feeling happy and and happy in the moment and present and content then that leads to you know you feeling healthy because I mean health health can be described <laughs> it can have this long definition um but but you can be healthy physically uh, so if you're exercising eating well this drinking enough water getting enough sleep that's you know you, you're physically healthy emotionally healthy you know you know yourself self-aware self-love um and and maybe the occupation that you're doing is is providing this emotional health sort of aspect and so that's how I completely understood how you know an occupation can bring someone meaning and how that meaning can translate into feeling healthy and 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 being able to do what what you love and the occupation that brings you meaning and that's so that is like wow that that was such a um, uh, epiphany. There's the word, an epiphany for me this year was that that I actually love and have a passion for this type of occupation, volunteering. I think it's called volunteer exploration and participation, if I'm correct. <laughs> um, this is my passion. This is an occupation that I love doing, and this is what brings me meaning and purpose. It makes me feel like you know i i have something to contribute as a person um yeah yeah i don't know <laughs> don't know what else and what more to say with but, um <laughs> my eyes are so lit I w it's like so lit up i wish you could see it <laughs> my eyes are like so big it's like i'm looking at the ceiling and i'm talking to myself and i'm smiling <laughs> and i mm -hmm. think this is what it looks like <laughs> <laughs> I like that you're oh able God. to visualize it as well. <laughs> no, definitely. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. So, um, yeah. You know, you also started an Instagram page titled mm. CS, as I mentioned in the introduction. So CS with a C, um, mm. where you upload, as I said, you know, inspirational as well as educational posts about mental health and yeah. uh, you know, different diagnoses. So, why mm. did you go on to start this page? So that all started when I, um, I actually did like this video for someone before that, um, and I spoke about OT and I spoke about what we do and 
uh, I came to understand that I like talking. <laughs> That's something I figured out about myself. Is I really like to talk about things and I like to talk to people. Okay. And then I also like um, spreading awareness and, you know, um, sharing sharing knowledge that I have. Because I think that through through sharing knowledge, people will then, you know, receive something. Uh, surely <laughs> if they're mm. reading something surely they are going to obtain whatever you're showing them whatever you are putting there for them they're going to read it watch it or some way they're going to see it so I thought well I mean I should have some sort of knowledge about something at this point right I'm a final year I should know something so um, uh, I combined the those two feelings and thought well I mean, it's now or never. Why am I so scared? I might as well just start something. I'm passionate about talking. <laughs> I'm passionate about sharing knowledge. Mm. I'm passionate about understanding other people's professions, um, understanding people, especially people living with certain um, diagnoses or disabilities. I'm so passionate to hear their stories. So it all started then. Um, this was obviously during the pandemic. And... Um, I just wanted to, I just wanted to find out more about people. I, I wanted to share. I wanted to be. I wanted the page to be a platform for people, other people, to share whatever they wanted to share. So I would. Um, it all started with me, like recording a video of what the page is all about, and then um, I then became very close to a family member who has a very rare diagnosis. Um, and she started, uh, you know, telling me everything um, about her life, about how it affects her, how it, um, you know, as an OT, I was thinking, you know, what occupations, what occupations are, are limited right now um, and what does she want to be engaging in, etc. So all of those ideas and thoughts sort of just molded into one. And I thought, you know what, an, uh, an IG page would be great. Um, for now, <laughs> starting point, um, it would be great to just have something where I can let people say what they want to say, because I've always, ever since I started studying, even during nursing, since my since the beginning of of uni, I was looking for a page that just um, like sort of allowed other people to speak about themselves and especially mm -hmm. something that I could relate to as a health science student. So even as a nursing student, then I was like, but I want to read about the, the people, you know. Um, it's great to hear, to hear about the professionals, but I want to hear about the people that's living with whatever they're living with. Um, mm -hmm. I want them to tell their story because, uh, because, <laughs> because it's their life. <laughs> I shouldn't be telling it for someone else. It's, it's their life. It's their message. It's their... It's their inspirational story. That's why I think in bio somewhere it says inspirational or something like that because it is inspirational. But it's not it's not their job to make it inspirational. It's the person reading it themselves. They need to now figure out like what does this mean to me? Um, am I am I either being educated by this or do I feel inspired? But you know, like we've learned, it's not. You know, it's not someone living with a certain diagnosis, certain disability that it's not their job to make you feel inspired at all. Um, you need to take that upon yourself. You need to figure out for yourself 
um, what you uh, sort of understand from this person's story. So mm-hmm. yeah, that's why that's how it all started. <laughs> I think I went into a bit more depth, <laughs> but um, yeah, that's how it started. Uh, started out. Hmm. So how are you hoping to impact um, people with this new project that you've started? Well, impact. <laughs> That's a nice big word. Um, I think a hope that I had initially is simply just for people who don't know much. Because if you haven't been exposed, let's, let's use that word. If you haven't really been exposed to a certain diagnosis, if you've never heard of something like I have endometriosis, if you've never heard about that, then then what would you, how would you know what it is? How would you know how it affects that person? If you've never heard of that word, it, you don't even know if it's a word in the dictionary, but yeah, like if, you do, if you've never heard of something, if you've never seen it, mm-hmm. if you've never been in a conversation where the word has come up, the diagnosis, the certain certain disability then 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 how will you how do you expect another person to um to to understand to comprehend or to engage ever in sort of um their own understanding how how can you expect that i don't i don't think you can because if people Mm -hmm. i mean yes the internet does exist google exists we have access to it most of us you know if you're are in that position to have access to it but but uh, I mean honestly do most people now go and search for all the types of diagnoses and you know do they (laughs) it's highly unlikely so Mm -hmm. what I hoped literally was for whoever follows it they learn something they learn something about another person so you might learn um uh about this person's diagnosis you might learn about it and you might know okay this is what it entails these are the symptoms or you might learn about oh this person actually likes doing that that's cool I've never heard of that before oh I never knew like you know someone living with a certain diagnosis or disability could do this I never knew this one guy that featured he um I think he has a diff he has a link in his bio to GoFundMe or something like that. He wants to make um, airplanes, wheeljacks. And I've so so what I gained from well gained but understood from from his message was not that oh he's you know poor guy you know he's a victim. Um, no, he's he's such an advocate for change. He wants to. He's so passionate about his project that you know. Um, that I became passionate so literally learning I think everything starts with firstly being open to learning and then you know allowing yourself to to accept it because Mm -hmm. um, if you if you're not open to it then then you'll never ever (laughs) accept it I think I think if people are closed off and they don't want to know then you know that's all good and great awesome that's you know that's the path you've chosen but um i mean whoever follows this hopefully they are open to learning about other people and um i hope that that leads to you know society being more inclusive of 
all individuals. <laughs> Everyone. <laughs> all individuals. I love, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I love that you use the word, you know, that society be more inclusive because we yeah. find that um, so many people are excluded within our society. Mm. And the one thing I really enjoy about your page is that as much as, you know, you're allowing people to share a, a part of their lives, you know, with everyone else on social media, but essentially you're also creating that OT awareness because the manner in which you think about the questions that you want to put out to who are on the videos is, you know, it comes or it stems from, you know, occupational therapy. Definitely, yeah. No, definitely. So, so where do you see yourself going in this career? Wow. So we, in OT, there's various streams. You could go into physical, you could go into community, peds. I know there are many others that I'm just not mentioning. (laughs) I think I only mentioned the ones that I like. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, But, you know, honestly, I think this links with my vision for my life. So most of it includes um, sharing stories and being with people and being in a community. So I think um, I would really want to give community OT a shot. I would. I have a final segment on okay. the show. Okay. Um, which is you need to complete the phrase. Oh. <laughs> okay, yes. okay. So I read out the phrase and obviously then you would need to complete it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the first one is to love oneself means to love oneself means to be fully accepting of all of who you are, all that makes you who you are. Um, to be to love all your strengths and your weaknesses because it makes it makes you who you are if that makes sense <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. that's that's my first answer that's what I've been working on <laughs> yeah first one we're done with the first one <laughs> <laughs> um, the second one is an ideal world for me would be. Wow. An ideal world for me would be one in which all people are treated with the love, respect, uh, and are fully uh, immersed in uh, good feelings and um, experiencing all of the human rights that they should be experiencing um, and it would be a world where everyone is safe and everyone has access to <laughs> food, shelter, water um, all of the things that a human should have <laughs> we can go into everything yes. but yeah, yeah that's, mm-hmm. that's it <laughs> That's making me emotional. <laughs> yeah, and you know, I, I truly agree with you on that one because 
so many people are are having it difficult um and you know the pandemic yes it may have resulted in you know a number of people losing their jobs um a number of people um you know just being affected by this but it also the pandemic merely just highlighted all the problems that we as a society already face we as the world already um, so i agree with you when you say just where an ideal world would then be a world where people are receiving their necessary rights and are you know living in a safe um environment and in this the third one is the best advice i've received is wow uh the best advice would be from my my mom and my dad um they are like my supporters i'm so i'm really lucky um this would be to use my time um to utilize the time i have here in the best possible manner so uh i, I don't know how i mean everyone grows up in different households with different values etc but one one sort of thing or principle that we live by my parents are very they're great <laughs> um but they always made sure that we understood that you know um you know life is life is short life is is short and you have a, a set time on this earth and you know um you can do with it what with with it whatever whatever you want it's up to you to to utilize your time the way you want to to utilize it um and i think that also sort of contributed to Yeah, at at this point and with the profession that I've chosen, etc. So, um, yeah, no, definitely. If you want to take away like the deep things and whatever, to utilize it well, to live a balanced lifestyle, to to be to be to be proud of who you are, to be proud of the person that you are. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's that's what they've always uh, advised us to do. <laughs> So hopefully we're doing that. <laughs> hopefully I'm doing that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hopefully. And then yeah. I have one last one for you and it's my purpose on this world is to be. Wow. <laughs> that could be a lengthy one. <laughs> my purpose I would I mean if you take me from a certain like religious point of view then it would be um to <laughs> to worship god you know um that's that's the religious point of view to live a good life and to to do good to do good and um i don't think i can take religion out because religion has sort of paved the way for me it's it's like been how i do things it's like a guideline so i think if you tie tie the two together then it could it could mean similar to my parents advice that um my purpose is to <laughs> make a change 
use my time well, um, be a good person, and yeah, hopefully that leads to some some good, <laughs> some some sort of difference. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's what it is. <laughs> I like that you say you know your purpose is to make a change because essentially I feel that. We're all on this earth to to, to, to impact someone's life um, um, positively in some way or the other. Um, And, you know, Nassima, we could literally go on and on um, and go on talking, um, which I know we could. (laughs) Thank you for being a a part of this podcast and really commend you for the work that you do. And I know... You know, when people do volunteer work, um, you don't boast about it. You don't need to post it on your social media if you don't want to. Um, it's something that tends to usually come, you know, from the heart and, and, and it's really genuine. And I, I really love seeing that from you, um, which is essentially why I also want you to come onto this platform and for you to share all the great work that you actually do. Um, and, and really, um, I, I wish you well um, with Thank everything you so that you, you're going to be doing within this profession. Thank you so much for having me. This has been great. Um, yeah, I, I really enjoy this. It's, yeah, it's, it's amazing. What you're doing also, it's great, honestly, having these platforms. Um, it's so amazing because people might learn so much more about everything <laughs> ot people religion etc etc so it's great this is also um change so i commend you well done <laughs> thank you so much Nasima. um no so where can people get a hold of you well so there's instagram <laughs> um mm-hmm. so the cs page it's called cs2020 you can dm and follow if you'd like um but definitely i can answer questions over there the page is basically run by me and two other females so yeah uh if you'd like me to answer you specifically then you can follow my account it's nasima shake 20 or nasima 20 shake i actually can't remember (laughs) but um it should come up (laughs) so yeah if you'd like to speak to me figure out find out something um you can follow me or if you're an OT student from UW, then uh, you can receive my number from someone <laughs> from Kanye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, awesome. I am truly honored to have had yet another young female on the show who shares how she makes the society in which she lives a better place. Now, how are you making, you know, the society in which you live a better place? Or do you have a friend that you know who is trying to make a difference? Let us know within our comment section on our social media pages on Instagram at The Adventures of OT or on Facebook at The Adventures of OT. Also, please do like, subscribe and rate our podcast. 
If you feel that you have a friend that would like this podcast, please do share it with them and share it on your social media pages. And that is it from me, Casey Fords, your host.